John Gonzalez. And I'm Amy Sherman. And we are going to have a little chit chat and a beer with our good friend, David Ringler from Cedar Springs Brewing Company. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, hello. Hey. Hey, Scott. As we're all sitting by ourselves. Having a beer together. Bearing on our friendships online. <laughs> I like now, I, now I feel like my kids that they 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 they're on the, their faces are in the computers all the time. Right, we're homeschooling each other right now. Right, that's right. <laughs> well, Dave, uh, John was kind enough to go pick up some of your beer that you're actually canning right now. So let's God all. God bless uh, him. Well, you, you, were, you were very you were very timely. I think we checked this morning and we've got about. I think we started with 160 cases and we've got about six cases left. So. Good. Now, this is something that Cedar Springs normally is not doing. You guys are not normally canning your beer, are you? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously, um, you know, we have about, at any given time, 60 to 80 draft accounts out there, but nobody's buying draft right now. Um, and we had some beer in Fermenter that, you know, if this thing goes on for months, that it was going to go bad anyway. So uh, we had some friends. We borrowed a canning machine. <laughs> Uh, how did you get the and we yeah. scrambled to uh, get some containers and we had some folks that helped us out, but um, we spent three days uh, with the brewing team, myself and the brewing team uh, of hard labor, <laughs> uh, putting <laughs> these all together. Um, but it, it's actually been a lot of fun. I mean, we've, we've been happy that it tastes pretty darn good. They look great. I love the label. It's it's really cute. And this is your original Cooster. This is your flagship beer for season. This is our yeah, our flagship beer. It's our best-selling beer, which is why we had extra in the fermenters that were ready to go, anticipating that our wholesaler was gonna was gonna be picking up. But um, we had to, we had the beer had to go somewhere, and it was better than uh, certainly better than pouring it down the drain. And it uh, we wanted to can it while it was fresh. And it's um, fresh, baby. It's real I, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed one last night and I thought you guys were the perfect inspiration to have another one. So <laughs> I'm celebrating finishing taxes this morning. So. Hey, <laughs> good job. Good, good for you. Now, Dave, um, I have, uh, I, I poured my beer. Um, we have a lot to talk about. First of all, Amy and I have known you for a long time and uh, we have, we both, uh, we have histories with you together and, and of course, I've individually. I, I've now I've only got about three more months before the shutdown is over. So <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> Well, I want people listening or watching to, to know that we're going to cover a lot of ground here today, and I don't want them to All go right. away. But I don't want to miss this fact. Now, I poured my beer right before we went on the air, but I noticed on the can, you tell me to save about an inch left of the cooster before I pour the whole can in. Um, why is that? Well, as a vice beer, a vice beer, wheat beer, Hefeweizen was what most Americans would call it, which Hefe means yeast. So it's a yeasty wheat beer, which is, just means it's unfiltered. The yeast is the uh, nutritious part of beer. It's very rich in vitamin B12 and protein. And you may get some settling, kind of like your jug of orange juice in the refrigerator when you shake it all up in the morning so that you're getting, the, you know, you're getting all the good stuff and the uh, juicy bits. And it's the same thing here. Obviously, hazy beer has come back into fashion here after uh, 600 years. Um, <laughs> that uh, with your, a lot of your New England IPAs, et cetera, that have that haze in there again. So this is the same thing. You just want to shuttle that, shuttle it up, and shake it up so that you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting the full experience and you're getting all your vitamins, John, because it is good for the skin. Uh, and I, I tell my missus all the Why time. Why am I glowing? <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing how that happens. And I tell my missus all the time: the more, the more vice beer she drinks, the better I look. So, <laughs> this is, That's this is, uh, this is good technique for those of you, uh, those of you at home. 
Those of you that are challenged like That's us, right, right Dave? Well, yeah, we got the we got the faces made for radio, John. I know it happens. <laughs> oh, you guys are fine. <laughs> fine. See, we're just fine. Not, not yeah, great, see, just Amy, fine. See, Amy's been drinking. It worked already. <laughs> it worked. Already. Yeah, we fooled her. <laughs> the goggles uh, are on. <laughs> uh, but like I said, we know each other for a long time. And uh, real quick, just tell people where Cedar Springs is at, because a lot of people might not know where Cedar Springs Brewery is located at. So. We, we were very creative in our name here, and I get asked every once in a while, so where exactly is Cedar Springs Brewing? And I'm like, well, it's in Cedar Springs. So uh, Cedar, Cedar Springs is uh, a small town of about 3,500, and it is ex directly straight north of Grand Rapids. Uh, we're actually, our cross street is 17 mile, and downtown Grand Rapids where uh, the Van Andel Arena is zero miles. So we're exactly 17 miles north of the Van Andel Arena. Um, well, we'd be 17 mile and five blocks, but you know, close enough for government work. Um, so you can zip and we're right off the 131, uh, 131 interchange. So as you're, as you're heading north and are going up to, uh, Traverse city or what, what, or Petoskey or whatever, or the, or the Mackinac bridge from the West side of the state, you zip right on by. So you can, normally I'd invite you to pop by for, uh, for lunch, but you know, if you, you have to take it with you in this case. <laughs> Which we should say you guys are still doing takeout at the brewery of your amazing food. You guys have both a German menu and an American style menu. Yeah, we, both right now. Yeah, one of the, uh, right. We had to pare the menu down just a little bit because some things, frankly, are difficult right in the current environment for our suppliers to get. And some things just don't travel well. I know we get some people asking about our Brussels sprouts, which are, uh, 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 are, pretty good brussels sprouts uh but they uh they don't they just don't travel well you got to eat those when they're fresh um so for example so we have a menu on our website at csbrew.com and we do takeout and in addition to actually adding uh, cans of beer we have instituted local delivery as well it's the first time we've done we've offered that service but it was a way for us to keep a lot of our staff members working uh we sat down with all of our employees when this all happened among many other topics but we kind of discussed whether we wanted to move forward and stay open or close and uh, we had enough folks that wanted to do it. And so we just really took volunteers and who wanted to keep working. And uh, so our, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to get them uh, as much income as we can. Cause you know, frankly uh, for people on the front lines, like hospitality workers, hairdressers, uh, you know, uh, yoga instructors, I mean, musicians, uh, you know, these folks went from making their living to zero income overnight and uh, it's a challenge for, for a lot of them. And, you know, I talked, uh, you know, we, I know when we were offline, we talked about the challenges of the unemployment system. I've been on hold with them for three days, uh, the last couple of days, trying to get through some of this and straighten it out. But I mean, some of our, some of our people who are off of work are still waiting, uh, you know, to get, to get something and, and get by. And, you know, we've helped out what we can, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, that's really a, our, you know, safety and, and getting some people some income has really been our priority through this whole thing. That's fantastic. Well, I think a lot of people who maybe haven't worked in the industry don't quite realize that when, when it shut down, it was literally the next day these people didn't have right. income. I mean, if you're relying on tips alone, you're, you were right. done. Well, right? I, was in, I was in Germany actually with our chef. We were training in kitchens. We were over there for 10 days cooking in kitchens when this happened over there. I mean, there had been some talk about it a little bit, but suddenly Italy broke out and we mm -hmm. saw what was happening there and they were they first shut down the northern part of the country and then shut down the whole country. And so we were really in communication with our staff right away. I think there had been some news reports over here, but nothing like what we were getting when we were in Europe that, you know, hey, this is coming, you guys. We need to prepare for this right now. 
Um, and, you know, we started doing what we could. We took out half of our tables at that point to do the distancing thing right up front um, and started putting in some additional uh, um, uh, cleaning measures above and beyond, just making sure everybody was hand washing every 20 minutes, washing surfaces down more frequently, et cetera, that were regularly touched. But then, you know, it was really a few days. I was on a 14-day quarantine when I came home, oh, um, wow. but uh, was, you know, still in communication. And so we... Um, you know, we had a couple of days of, uh, we had then the order for the 50% reduction, which we had already done. Uh, but then it went, you know, really to shut down and he, he muted himself somehow. Nope. <laughs> I lost you. There you go. You know, again, if my wife had that button, I would never get to talk. So, <laughs> but, um, we, uh, you know, they went again, as you said, Amy, to, you know, making a living and Hey, I'm going to work on Tuesday to zero. We're you know, we're done and suddenly, oh no, I was planning on paying my rent on Friday with the money I made this week and mm -hmm. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's, and, and it is just us. I mean, every every restaurant uh, is go, going through this and, you know, your kitchen folks that were dependent on their hours, et cetera, at least they got a check that following Friday for what they had worked, but still it wasn't, you know, what they had. So, um, you know, it's been a big, uh, a big part of our activity has been trying to get in uh, income to, uh, to to our employees um, and support what we can. I mean, we, you know, I'm uh, my, my wife, wife and I are going out several nights a week and pick, getting takeout from uh, other restaurants as well to try to, um, you know, make sure that we're supporting a local everywhere we can or buying gift cards or a t-shirt or whatever the case is that uh, you can, we can do to, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep things flowing. I mean, cash flows king in any business and uh, hospitality probably even more so than most, so. How many employees are you? Do you still have working at Cedar Springs on a on a daily, weekly basis? Yeah, I mean, when you get into different language on employees, I mean, full time equivalents, et cetera. We had forty nine people on payroll uh, when this happened, and mm -hmm. we have, uh, I think, we just had one more that went on um, that went on leave because they have a sick family member. But um, I think we have seventeen on payroll right now um, wow. that we're willing to. And honestly, we, it, everybody's been great. Um, you know, they, they understand the situation that they're in and our, our community has treated us great too. I mean, they're, uh, we have a lot of folks that are trying to order, order as often as they can, especially for the delivery and they're, they're being wonderful and tipping their takeout and tipping their servers, which goes directly into the pocket of, of staff. Um, so that, you know, that's been, uh, that's been wonderful. We've had a lot of caterings the last couple of days. But yesterday we delivered to the Kent County Health Department, uh, which was cool. So they're right in the front lines with us. Uh, we had a senior center here um, in Rockford that we, we've delivered to a couple of times. Um, and of course, we have a senior center here in Cedar Springs that's been affected. Uh, 36, uh, 36 cases there. Um, and one of our employees who was one that went on, on, on uh, voluntary uh, furlough, but his spouse works there. Um, so they're on quarantine. Um, you know, so I mean, this is really hitting close to home in our community in that, you know, we're dealing with this, um, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with this with our friends and neighbors at the same time. Um, you know, we've been trying to do some fundraisers as well. We early on, we did it for some kids that were out of school. And then we're organizing one that we're actually be launching this week, I think, for some of the senior centers to continue to try to feed uh, these senior centers, uh, you know, where we can. So, um, you know, uh, there's a number, there's a couple of community organizations that are doing similar good work here in Cedar Springs, but I mean, we're all in this together, so. And Dave, you are, of course, are in, in industry, the restaurant business and the, the beer industry, where it's just tough times for, for everyone. 
as the uh, founder and, and one of the co-owners with your wife, Kelly, there of, of the brewery in Cedar Springs. Um, your title is Director of Happiness. Um, <laughs> how, how are you holding up, you know? Because you, we, we always laugh and have a good time together. Right, and right, I got right. to imagine that it's a little draining on you. We have all these people that are looking up to you for leadership, you know, and, and how are you holding well, up? Well, you know, you guys, you guys know me. And I mean, I'm, a, I'm as, as a general rule, a positive, a positive person and will continue to, to, to be so. But, you know, and, and my situation is not unique. But honestly, the days are just as long or longer right now because we're getting, we're trying to get through, you know, the programs that are out there trying to get answers for employees. Like I said, I spent the last several days trying to get through to unemployment, the unemployment office, like everybody has to get answers for our employees. I mean, there's applications that are hanging there where there's information's gotten mixed up and the end result is that, you know, the employee's not getting paid. Um, You know, so that's, it's been a, it's been a tremendous challenge. And of course we're, you know, we're dealing with creditors. We have, we work with uh, Choice One, our bank, has been wonderful. Um, you're and uh, helping us work through this. Um, but you're working with a lot of these other government programs that, frankly, don't always have a lot of answers. I mean, a lot of this is being uh, they're 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 creating it as they inventing it as they go along here. So, um, you know, at the same time, we're trying to make sure that we flipped completely on the fly here. Like I said, we we, we added a, a package product we've never had. Uh, we've changed our business model completely. Um, you know, we never did this uh, delivery thing before, so we had to manage that. And then, you know, uh, scheduling and the, the work the, the work that the employees are doing is totally uh, different. Our schedule's different. Um, um, and we, you know, we had a planned new location in Grand Rapids, too, that is now, uh, you know, pushed down the road a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get through and you, 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 you put one foot in front of the other and you keep you keep moving forward. Uh, I think like almost anybody um, would, I mean, unfortunately, I know some of our, uh, I'm on the Michigan, uh, the Brewers Guild, the board for the Brewers Guild. And of course, we're dealing with, uh, we're also trying to be a resource for all of our members that are out there. Um, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of these, a lot of stories and a lot of situations are, are difficult. Um, you know, we hopefully will, will get by in this um, and that there's still a place for our entire staff to be called back to as we come out of this. But, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if everybody's going to be in that case uh, it, or in that situation. I think there's, I mean, I know there's a few that aren't going to be around, um, you know, as we, as we come out of this. So, and that's heartbreaking because people put their lifeblood into this the same as uh, our, our team has. So. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Michigan Brewers Guild since you are on the, on the board and you guys have been doing some outreach to all of your members kind of checking in and seeing how they're, they're doing. And, that's always been a role for the guild is, is to be a support mechanism for the industry. And, and how is that working right now? Well, I mean, the mission is to preserve and protect Michigan beer. Uh, and, you know, that's multiple. Obviously there's a marketing arm to that and, and um, you know, and their festivals, et cetera. Uh, but certainly as a resource and uh, the guild has, uh, I mean, anybody who's in business and probably people who aren't have their email boxes filled, not right now with, Corona information, but uh, we've tried to disseminate a lot of that and really boil it down to the things that are important and pertinent for our industry. And 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 a couple times a week, we're communicating and and you know here are the things that you need to see and need to be aware of, <clears throat> and importantly, some of the resources to make sure that you're not missing uh, an opportunity here or something that may help you bridge the gap to survive 
this. Uh, so, you know, that's been the big part of it. And then, as I mentioned, uh, we just had a board meeting this week um, trying to catch up. Uh, and then we're reaching out to our entire membership. So the last two days I've been, you know, I've, I've been, I, we all broke it up. So we all have a little list of folks that we're, you know, we're reaching out to. So the last couple of days I've, you know, been, I've been, uh, had my list of folks to contact. So, you know, and again, the situations are, are, are different. Um, and I know some are in, are in, uh, you know, better situations than others, but, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it, you know, we can't, Normally in times of crisis like this, there's almost always a place to go where you can go and you can reach out to family or friends and you, you, you can't even do that right now. You know, you can't, you can't walk and hug, you know, go over and hug your neighbor, have a beer with your neighbor. You need to, you know, everybody needs to keep in their, in their uh, household uh, unit and we're doing these things. But, um, you know, whether it's a virtual hug or, uh, there as well, and just to be there for one another and exchange information, um, you know, I and mean, that's the biggest reason, that's the biggest uh, asset that I think the guild can can provide again you know we're, we're, we're all we're all in this together as part of our communities and breweries generally are very involved in their communities but um, when you when you when you talk of the brotherhood of, of brewers and the sisterhood and, and that's uh, as a catch-all term but I mean um, you know we're all in this together too and we have a common set of issues that, that we're dealing with and uh, we want we want to get everybody through this as well so to follow up on what Amy said about um, the Guild, I know that in California, there was um, a story that just came out too, not too long ago that, that like Michigan, alcohol sales were up, but craft beer sales were down. Do you know yeah. how it's going in Michigan? Because we've done that story as well at MLive that the, that the sales of alcohol sales have been, you know, huge. Yeah, and it's, 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 on, it's on premise, quite honestly. I mean, I was talking to one of our distributor uh, uh, friends the other day, but in, in their representatives that normally are working with bars and restaurants for on-premise is now worked on merchandising for off-premise and off-premise is a store like a Meyer or, or your convenience store or party store or beverage store. So people are picking up package, uh, which goes back to my earlier comment. I mean, we are, we were a draft only brewery. I mean, draft is the purest form of uh, the brewmaster's intent um, and trying to get it a, a, a product to the consumer. But when bars and restaurants aren't open and obviously our tap room isn't open, we still have growler sales. And, uh, and those are, you know, we're, we're still moving some product that way, but um, you know, draft sales just are non-existent. As I said, we had a, we had an entire order that was going to our wholesaler the week that was shut down. The, the 16th, I think was the first shutdown date. And we were supposed to get picked up uh, the 18th. And of course that didn't happen. Um, and it hasn't happened since. So we had a lot of inventory sitting there. Um, that was one of the reasons we jumped on the, the, uh, on, the, on the idea of, of putting some beer in a can, even though it was last minute and it was, we probably paid way too much for these cans, but um, you know, we had to do what we had to do. And again, it was better than, uh, but when you look at the whole industry, the, 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 the packaging brewers that have canned product on shelves, you know, that's still moving.